Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast. I am your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton. I'm Bible teacher, and we're so glad you're tuned in this morning. Can you believe it? Here we are the 16th day of December already, Saturday, the year of our Lord Jesus, 2023. I hope your Christmas season is off to a good start and you're celebrating that absolutely wonderful time of the year, as the song says, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, the Christmas season. I hope God is impacting you in the Christmas season as well so that we can all be more like Jesus and share the love of God with the people around us. We are glad you're tuned in today. It's always a privilege to be in part of the ministry of WXAN Radio. Now, if you're listening to us today by radio, you're listening on 103.9 FM in the region of Southern Illinois, Southeast Missouri. And if you're listening over the internet, we're glad you're tuned in and you're listening to us on WXANradio.com. And when the page pulls up, just click on the button, listen live, and you're tuned in. This is the Good Tidings Radio broadcast, and we're grateful for the WXAN ministry. And I want Brother Danny and Will and Leanne and Melody and Ron, the good folks here, have allowed us to be part of that. And it's sure been a lot of fun. We're working on two years now. Later this month, it'll be two years, Lord willing. So we're honored to be here. Hey, have your Bibles. Open them up this morning to Matthew chapter number 16. Matthew chapter number 16, and I want to speak today along the line of the Christmas theme as well. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 13. I want to speak to you this morning on a message entitled, The Greatest Story Ever Told. The Greatest Story Ever Told, and we're recording today in the offices here of my home. Dorinda and I live, and I'm recording in my office today on some new equipment that Dorinda got for me, new microphone and so forth, and Will has set us up with the ability. Technology is a wonderful thing, folks, and I hope that you embrace it and accept it and use it for the Lord Jesus Christ and for God's good and, and for good and for glory. The Lord just accept technology and change because that's exactly where we're living, but it's great to have it. It makes our life a little bit more efficient, a little bit a little bit easier. So embrace technology and change. Jesus doesn't change. The Bible doesn't change. The rest of us in life changes. So accept it. Let's go to Matthew chapter number 16. The greatest story ever told in Matthew chapter number 16. I draw your attention to verse number 13. The Bible says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ the Son of the living God. And in verse 17, Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, or in other words, son of John, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. The greatest story ever told, by way of introduction. The song says, Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word Tell me the story most precious, 
sweeter than ever was heard. Tell of the cross where they nailed him, writhing in anguish and pain. Tell of the grave where they laid him. Tell how he liveth again. Tell of the angels in chorus, who sang as they welcomed his birth. Glory to God in the highest, and peace and good tidings to earth. All the story of Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about, folks. And it's the greatest story ever told, the story of Jesus Christ. Here we are. We're here today in the, in the broadcast to encourage you to worship, adore, exalt, and magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. Now go with me, if you have your Bibles, to Luke chapter number 2. Let's go to Luke chapter number 2. Let's begin reading a portion of scripture there. And this is about the Christmas time. Luke chapter number two. This is the Good Tidings radio broadcast. And this is the context of the verses, folks, that the, the Good Tidings broadcast label name come from. It's not original with me. I got it from the scripture, God's holy word. So Luke chapter two, look at verse number one. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Folks, that particular passage of Scripture about the declaration of the angels and the good tidings and peace on earth, this was fulfilled in the New Testament in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4, Paul tells it to us this way under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 4 and verse 4. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Now go with me to Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew in your Bible, chapter number 13 or rather, Matthew chapter number 16, our text verses. Matthew chapter number 16, our text verses. In Matthew chapter number 16, I draw your attention again to verse number 13. 
When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say, I the Son of Man am? And they said, Some say, Thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah. Or in other words, they were saying Elijah or Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. The greatest story ever told. This was written in Matthew, approximately 60 A.D., one full generation after the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Matthew was well-versed in the Old Testament, and he was quoted in his writings no less than 65 times that he quoted the Old Testament verses. And he was tying together the Old Testament for us with the New Testament. He was coupling them together. Now, I want you to know that the Word of God, you've heard me preach repeatedly, and I always will, the Bible is the Word of God. When we open the Bible, we're opening the mind of God. So today we're looking to see what God's mind is, what God is telling us in Matthew chapter 16 and in Luke chapter number two about the greatest story ever told. You see, philosophers and great deep thinkers of mankind and sages all alike, they have tried to describe Jesus Christ down through the ages, and every one of them have fallen grievously short in trying to describe Jesus. Think about this, saints. No artist can paint a portrait of Jesus' blessedness. No philosopher can write an essay that will describe his majesty. No orator can articulate his excellent glory. The hymn writer said, and I quote, No mortal can with compare among the he, the sons of men. Fairer is he of all the fair that fill the heavenly train of God. End of quote. Human beings cannot correctly describe who Jesus Christ really, really is. Our vocabularies are too shortened. We don't have that ability. You know, the Encyclopedia Britannica, now that's a reference to something old, used some 20,000 words to relate the story of Jesus Christ. That's more than they used to describe any of the great historians of the past, or the great emperors, or the great rulers, uh, Caesar, Augustus, many others, they didn't use that many words to describe them, but they sure used 20,000 to describe Jesus. And Peter was right in our text here, folks, when he said in verse 16, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And in verse 17, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, or happy art thou, Simon Barjona, For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Now, I want to pose a question to us today, folks, with the time we've got left. And the question is this. Who is this Jesus Christ in whose birthday we celebrate on December the 25th? Who is Jesus Christ in whom we celebrate on December the 25th? Well, I submit to you this morning that Jesus Christ, number one, has never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8 tells us that. You see, we change. Christ doesn't change. The world changes. Dignitaries change. Electors change. People change. Geography changes. But folks, Jesus never changed. Hebrews 13, 8, once again, listen to this. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So who is this Jesus Christ whose birthday we celebrate on December the 25th? Write down these thoughts, would you? I submit to you, number one, he's the virgin-born son of God. In Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14, the Bible says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, Isaiah was called the Messianic prophet because he wrote a lot about Jesus, the coming Messiah. And 750 years before Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin, Isaiah was prophesying under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He said also in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The virgin-born Son of God, I submit to you, that's who Jesus Christ is. Go with me to Matthew chapter number one. I hope you're using your Bible this morning. You know, a Bible in the hand is better than two on the shelf. Matthew chapter number one. Let's go to Matthew chapter number one and see what Matthew tells us. Let's begin reading about this virgin-born Son. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was a virgin. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that might be fulfilled, which was written by the prophet. We're in Matthew chapter number 1, verse number 22 spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, God with us. You see, folks, God, the creator, think about this, God, the creator, the covenant maker, the consumer or consummator, rather, of all things, is with us, and Jesus Christ is God. He's the virgin-born Son of God. Now, why was He with us? He was with us to save us. Today, if you're listening and you don't know for sure that if you died, you're going to heaven, I want you to know that God loves you so much that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus. Here it is at this Christmas time, born of the virgin. God placed God in the womb of a virgin, and Mary conceived and bore a son, and His name is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And he was born sinlessly because his father was not a man. His father was God. If Jesus' father had been a biological man, he would have inherited a sinful nature. 
because we're all descendants of Adam, the first man made, taken a rib from him, God did, and made Eve, brought them together, put them in the midst of the garden, and he said, you can eat off of any tree in the midst of the, in the garden except the one in the middle, the midst, and that's the tree of life. So I want you to eat off of any tree, but don't eat off the tree of life, is what he was saying. Well, they sinned, they were deceived, and they ate from the tree of life. They brought sin into the world. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, and we're all descendants of Adam. So the truth of the matter is, folks, we're born sinners with a sinful nature because of Adam's sin in the Garden of Eden. And when that happened, we were all cursed. We were born with a sinful nature. And we have to have our sins forgiven in order to go to heaven. So God gave Jesus, his only begotten son, born of the virgin, who lived a sinless life, who died on the cross. And when they hung him on the cross, God was taking, God took every sin you ever committed or will commit. And he did that for all humanity that was in the past, present, or future. And he placed those sins on Jesus and punished Jesus in our place to pay the sin debt that we owe. That's why the virgin birth of Jesus is a fundamental of the Christian faith. You cannot have Christianity and deny the virgin birth of Jesus. Because Jesus did not inherit a sinful nature, he, he could die on the cross for sinners. He did. And he was buried in the tomb. And as the scripture says, and we celebrate Easter, he was resurrected the third day. Why? He was making payment for our sins. So at Christmas time, we celebrate the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, the virgin-born Son of God. And we have salvation today because of Jesus Christ's virgin birth. Now, if you're not saved, I want you to follow me in this simple prayer right now, a prayer of faith. The Bible says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. You cannot work your way to heaven. It's a free gift. And here we are at Christmas time, and we're thinking about giving gifts to one another. And that all is a reflection of God first giving the first major gift and the best gift in the world, his son, Jesus Christ, to pay for our sins. And he did when he shed his blood on the cross. And God accepted that payment and raised him from the dead as proof positive of sure acceptance of Jesus's payment. Now, if you'd like to trust Christ to be your savior, recognize you're a sinner, you cannot save yourself. And now put your faith in Christ. And if you'd like to do that, follow me in a simple prayer of faith. Just pray it from the sincerity of your heart. God is listening, and he knows your heart. Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I'm trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior and take me to heaven. Amen. Now, folks, if you've done that, the Bible says you've been born again of the Spirit, John chapter 3. So you're no longer dead in trespasses and sins. Now you're alive unto Jesus Christ, and you can now have fellowship with God through praying through the Lord Jesus Christ. You've been birth brought back to life. You've been born again. That means to me, be made spiritually alive. Okay? Now, you're a brand new Christian, and it's important that you are under the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God and, um, and worshiping and growing with a fellowship of Christian believers. So I want to encourage you to find a good, solid, Bible-believing, uh, soul-winning church that you can get lockstep with and grow. Go tell the pastor 
that you need to follow Christ in believers' baptism, but that you've been saved. But if you'd like to write me, send me an email, I'll send you some free literature on steps in a new direction on how you can begin living the Christian life. And you can email me at this address, Dr. Dave, that's D-R-D-A-V-E-1-3 at gmail.com. That's Dr. Dave 13 at gmail.com. Just let me know that you've trusted Christ as your Savior through WXAN's radio broadcast, and I'm rejoicing with you, and so is Dorinda. But send that to us, and we'll email or we'll send you free of charge some information that'll help you get started as a new Christian. So we're praying for you, we're rejoicing with you as well. But who is this Jesus Christ whose birthday we celebrate on December the 25th? Well, I submit to you, number one, he's the virgin-born son of God. As time permits, I submit to you, secondly, he's the king of the Jews. In Matthew chapter number two, look at Matthew chapter two and verse number one. Notice this expression. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he that is born, notice the word born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. The word born in that phrase is the key word in that text. Why is that? You see, folks, Jesus Christ was born king of the Jews. He was not appointed king of the Jews. He was born king of the Jews. At this time, when when we're reading in Matthew, The world was under Roman dictatorship and Roman rule. And the Romans actually took Herod and made him the ruler of the Jews. In other words, Herod is a usurper. Someone put him in his position. Okay? But God birthed Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, into the position of king of the Jews. You see the wisdom of the wise men in our text, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2? The wisdom of the wise men was not seen in what they knew, but in whom they sought. Let me repeat that. The wisdom of the wise men was not seen in what they knew, but in whom, Jesus, they sought. Herod the Great had ruled Jerusalem from 37 BC to 4 BC. And folks, It was not his rightful title to be called the king of the Jews. He was a usurper. He was appointed again by the Romans. But Jesus Christ is the rightful king of the Jews. Verse 2 of Matthew 2, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we've seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Now go with me again to Luke chapter number 1. We're getting some biblical exercise today. Luke chapter number 1. And in Luke chapter number one, I want you to take a look at verses 31, 32, and 33. Let's go to Luke chapter number one, verses number 31, 32, and 33. Let's read together, shall we? Luke chapter one, verses 32. Speaking of Jesus, behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, 
and he shall reign over the house of Jacob, or the Jews, or Israel, forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Notice that. Of his kingdom, Jesus' kingdom, the king of the Jews, there shall be no end. So, again, who is this Jesus Christ in whom we celebrate his birthday on our calendar of December the 25th? Well, I submitted to you, number one, he's the virgin-born son of God. Number two, he's the king of the Jews. And quickly, I must hurry. Number three, I submit to you, he's the lamb of God. You see, the Jews knew all about lambs because they were very familiar with the yearly Passover in Exodus chapter 12, verses 7 through 14. The Jews knew all about sacrifices, and they knew all about lambs. Then one day, John the Baptist took his bony finger, and he saw Jesus coming. And in John chapter 1 and verse 29, the next day Jesus or John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. And then Peter confirmed it in 1 Peter chapter 1, and verses 18 and 19. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now, I must hurry. Time's going to escape us, but I want to go to Revelation chapter number five. Revelation chapter number five. I submit to you thirdly, this Jesus Christ, he is the Lamb of God. And in Revelation chapter number five, I draw your attention to verse number 11. Revelation, this is after the rapture has taken place. Revelation chapter number five and verse number 11. And I beheld John, so we're going to ask John, the revelator, who was on the Isle of Patmos, for the witness of Jesus Christ and for the testimony of Christ. They tried to get rid of John. He's on the Isle of Patmos, and God put him there on purpose so he could use him to give him the revelation. John, what did you see? We could ask him. Well, John says in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 11, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and forever. Verse 14, and the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him. They're worshiping Jesus that liveth forever and ever. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. Folks, we celebrate Christmas because it's the greatest story ever told. It's about the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, as we've seen in our study today, he's the virgin-born Son of God. He's the king of the Jews. He's the lamb of God. And one day soon, he's going to come again. He's coming again. He's king of kings and Lord of lords, and he's going to set up his government. And folks, I want you today to know God loves you. We love you. Good Tidings Radio broadcast. I pray that you'll support WXAN Radio prayerfully and financially and help them keeping the gospel of Jesus Christ and the word of God moving forward. And we thank you, Lord 
for his many blessings he's given us throughout the 2023 season here on WXAN. I thank you for your feedback. Some of you have sent an email to uh, WXAN Radio, and we're grateful for that. Or emails to us, encouraging us and letting us know you're listening from wherever you're listening from. But tell someone about the Good Tidings Radio broadcast. But celebrate Jesus Christ this Christmas season. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. We celebrate it on December the 25th. So, folks, who is this Jesus Christ in whom we celebrate his birthday, December the 25th? He's the virgin-born Son of God. He's the King of the Jews. And he's the Lamb of God. I have a lot more to say, but I'm running out of time, so I can't say much more. But I want you to know this. God loves you, so do we. Keep looking up. Jesus is coming and celebrate Christmas. Be a blessing to someone else. Share a kind word. Share a compliment. Share a gospel tract. Tell someone about Jesus Christ and worship him. Be found in the house of God, worshiping him in spirit and in truth, because it's the Christmas season. Good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And peace on earth. Good tidings to all. Thanks for listening. Good tidings of great joy. Oh, yes. Hey.